Good morning, friends. I'm glad you could be with me today as we're in God's Word together in the Unfolding the Word ministry. We're in the midst of an extended study of 1 John. As you, If you've been with me, we're now in the fourth chapter. Today I want to pick up our reading in chapter 4, verse 16. We'll actually be looking at verse 16 today, but I want to read from 16 through 21, because all of these verses address the question of agape love, which has been a recurring theme throughout 1 John. At any rate, starting in verse 16 of 1 John chapter 4. So we have come to know and believe the love that God has for us. God is love, and whoever abides in love abides in God, and God abides in him. By this is love perfected with us, so that we may have confidence for the day of judgment, because as he is, so also are we in this world. There's no fear in love, but perfect love casts out fear. For fear has to do with punishment, and whoever fears has not been perfected in love. We love because he first loved us. If anyone says, I love God, and yet hates his brother, he's a liar. For he who does not love his brother, whom he has seen, cannot love God, whom he has not seen. And this is the commandment we have from him. Whoever loves God must also love his brother. And quickly I'll comment that in each case in verses 16 to 21 that we encounter the English word love, it is a translation of the Greek word agape. We'll come back to that. Through much of the fourth chapter, we've been looking at a number of reminders. I've talked to you several times about how John is written in a circular fashion. A number of topics are covered, and then they're covered once again, and yet covered once again. So there's a circular kind of uh, teaching structure within this particular book in God's plan for us. We started off with some reminders about agape, and we're going to end with some reminders about agape, uh, that love of God. We spent some time also looking at some reminders about the important work of the indwelling Holy Spirit, how that work of the Holy Spirit within us as believers assures us that we are the children of God, the inner witness of the Holy Spirit. Yesterday, we were talking about some important reminders about persistence. We need to abide in the truth and keep on abiding in the truth, that our core beliefs really do matter. It's more than just something intellectual. Persisting in belief, in other words, persisting in the acceptance of what God's word has told us about the gospel, about who God is, who the Lord Jesus is, and so forth. Persisting in those truths becomes the basis for confidence about our salvation and the salvation of other people. We may at times stumble into confusion at certain points, but the Holy Spirit brings us back to an acceptance and persistence in the core revealed truths of the scriptures. Now today, starting in verse 16, as I've already mentioned, we're continuing in the review, but we're coming back to the issue of agape once again. And we're looking at more lessons about agape love, that selflessness of God, that 1 Corinthians 13 kind of love, ultimately demonstrated by the Father sending his Son into the world for us to save us, and 
his son, the Lord Jesus Christ, going to the cross willingly on our behalf to be the propitiation for our sins. Wonderful pictures of what agape is about. Well, let's look at what he tells us today. So we have come to know and believe the love God has for us. God is love, and whoever abides in love abides in God, and God abides in him. So we have come to know, and so we have come to believe the love that God has for us. Two key words in verse 16 that I want to pick up on today. The word believe and the word abide. Because both of them intersect this concept of God's agape love for us. The word believe is a translation here of the Greek word pistis and forms of that word. It means to show faith, to rely upon, to trust in. Uh, important characteristics of the word faith. We can ask ourselves questions about it. The NIV translation, New International Version, translates this word in this particular verse with the word rely. And I think that's good because it picks up on that aspect of what faith and belief is all about. It's a reliance upon something. Here's what we're relying on. We need to rely on, to rest in, the fact of the agape of God, the agape-induced atonement for our sins. My experience over time is that many Christians struggle with being able to rest and rely upon that love-generated work of the Lord Jesus Christ. They struggle with it. They struggle with it because in many times they feel very unworthy of Christ having done this for them. And of course, none of us are worthy of it. But that helps us, makes us feel like, well, I wonder. Uh, we talked earlier in First John about the problem of condemning hearts. And at times as we have condemning hearts, it's difficult for us to rely on the work that has been accomplished on our behalf at the cross, to rely on God's great love manifested in that way. Of course, we talked about how to solve condemning hearts. The call that you and I have on us is that we need to entrust our life and our future in God's love, his agape, as ultimately demonstrated in the Lord Jesus Christ and in the work on the cross. God says, listen, the right response for you is to rest in my love. Not to doubt it, but to rest in it to trust in it, to rely upon it. Is that what you're doing today? Are you resting in, relying upon the agape of God for you? Are you resting and relying upon the new covenant that was given us in the Lord Jesus Christ, that God made him who knew no sin to be sin on our behalf, that we might be made the righteousness of God in him, as 2 Corinthians 5.21 puts it. Are you resting in that new way, that solution to your impossible circumstance of stumbling in sin and separation from God? No decision in life is more important in all of eternity than that decision. And so I challenge you today, make sure that you've come to know and believe in the love that God has for you. Rest in his love, undeserved though it is. He cares about you, and he cares about me, 
and he sent his son into the world as proof of his love. The second word that we encounter here in verse 16 is the word abide, translating the Greek word meno, and we've encountered this a number of times in our study of 1 John. It means to remain within, to, to draw upon over time, to rest upon over time. God says, I want you abiding in agape love. I want you abiding in God, God abiding in us. To abide in agape love, to abide in God's love, means this. It means to be consciously drawing upon God's agape that has been poured out into our hearts as his children, to do it in a day-by-day, moment-by-moment way. You remember we've talked a number of times about how Romans 5 helps us to see that God has poured his agape love into our life as his redeemed children. God says, I want you to abide in that love. I want you to live in light of that love, not just having a reliance on me that I actually love you, but taking the love that I have that I've poured into you and expressing it toward others. Do this as a orientation of life. Live in a surrendered, spirit-filled manner so that day by day, moment by moment, you are a conduit for that love that I've poured into you. That is how the very fruit of the Spirit becomes evidenced in our life. In Galatians 5, to 23, it says, But the fruit of the Spirit is love, joy, peace, patience, kindness, goodness, faithfulness, gentleness, self-control. The very first part of that fruit is love, which is translation of the Greek word agape. And he says, I want you to abide in that. I want your day-to-day walk to be expressive of the love that I've poured into you. I want that fruit demonstrated in your life. If it is, it demonstrates that you're abiding in me. Notice he says, it shows that you're abiding in God, and it proves that God is abiding in us. It's a demonstration of the third person of the Trinity, the Holy Spirit's expression through our life. Believing in the sense of relying upon and having confidence in, the agape of love is shown in Christ coming into this world and dying for our sins. Abiding in the love of God, that selflessness that he's poured into us so that day by day, moment by moment, we're expressing it, letting his love be the characteristic fruit of our life. God says, this is my will for you. (laughs) Well, join me tomorrow as we continue in our study, and we'll look at more of the lessons about agape that God gives us in verses 16 to 21. God bless.